Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a Swatch Watch, was crazy about Max headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to yet another totally awesome episode of the Pop Ninja podcast. I'm Patrick Bennett coming to you from the swamplands of Southwest Louisiana and joining me over Zoom from her evil lair in the mountains of Pennsylvania is my partner in crime, the lovely Miss Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Patrick. I think I'm in the swamp land right now, too. Uh-oh. <laughs> so Uh-oh. Just watch out for those mountains. Pennsylvania alligators. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It's getting a little wicked. So, okay. Well. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I want to know, though, do you want to play another round of trivia? Of course. <laughs> It's time once again for a round of Super Retro Trivia. Sit down, strap on that thinking cap, and get ready to go. In five, four, three, two, one. All right. Well, as always, I've got 10,000 questions for you. Okay. I'll get. All right. The first one. What 80s food product, and this one's easy, promoted itself as being a finer thing in life when it showcased upper crust elites interpreting strangers that ask for it? You know, I wanted to say spam, but it's great coupon. The finer things in life. Happily, some are affordable, like Grey Poupon Dijon Mustard. Grey Poupon is so fine, it's even made with white wine. Its original French Dijon recipe adds distinctive flavor to beef, pork, and poultry, salad dressing and sauces, and of course, sandwiches. So enjoy one of life's finer pleasures. Pardon me, would you have any Grey Poupon? But of course. Grey Poupon, it even has wine. Gray Poupon. Not Sam, right? Correct. Gray Poupon. All right, number two. <laughs> How many police academies were made? Five. Six. <laughs> seven. Seven of the, I don't even know if I saw them all. I know. I knew there was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Seven police academies movies. I kept going up. Instead and of then I, I, I even think they didn't they make a TV series at one time. I think they did. They might have. I, I'm, I never saw them after this. I never liked any of the ones. I saw pieces of them, but they got right. too, too uh, hokey, corny. Yeah. 
and I want to tell the people listening, if, if we're, we're cutting in and out and there's static and stuff, it's because there's bad weather on the horizon. Yeah. Do you have bad weather too? Yeah, we had some rain. So I can, I can, I, I'm hearing some crackling and so it's probably due to the weather. So just letting everybody yeah. know it's not because okay. our audio is just so shoddy. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, uh, are you a Princess Bride fan? Mm, I know a little. A little. Okay. Yeah. Well, anybody listening, if you're a Princess Bride fan, this question is for you. Okay. How many fingers on the right hand of the man who killed Inigo Montoya's father in the film? How many fingers did the killer have? Um, well, I'm going to say three. Uh, six. <laughs> yes. Was that just a total guess? Yes. <laughs> yes. He, he's always searching for the six-fingered man. I do not mean to pry, but you don't by any chance happen to have six fingers on your right hand. Do you always begin conversations this way? My father was slaughtered by a six-fingered man. Ah, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't think he could do much anything with less than three. Mm. And, and then I kept thinking, well, maybe he had more than five. So, uh, yeah, I was just trying to, uh, you know. Well, good. Good guess. You're a good okay. guesser. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, we're going to follow our normal format. We're going to talk about a couple of movies, a couple of TV shows, a couple of bands, maybe a couple of other things. But let's go ahead and get started. Okay. I want to talk about a movie from the year of Star Wars, 1977. It's a movie that came out that same year. But I guarantee you, it wasn't nearly as good, didn't have the cult following, and it probably didn't have the special effects. Because when I saw it, yeah, it really didn't have special effects. Okay. I'm talking about a movie called Super Van. Not Superman, Super Van, like a, a band, vehicle. Band, band. Yeah. Like a vehicle, <laughs> a, a Super Van. You better explain this, son. I built a going business here for you. I'm sorry, Dad. What are you going to use for money? You spend every penny on this damn van. Now, tomorrow is the day. 5,000 big ones to the winner of the big van happening. So get those love wagons and gear. You know what I mean. I've been working hey, on, on my here. wagon since the crack of dawn. Got my wagon. 5,000 bucks, I'd consider uh, diving off the St. Louis Bridge. You can still win it if you're willing to take a chance. What is it? Meet Vandora, the Superman. And if you remember in the 70s, vans were hot. 
people had yep. vans and they had those those super cool windows like bubble windows on them and yeah artwork the on the, the side yeah mm-hmm. and even like uh captain america in the 70s on tv drove that cool van mm-hmm. and vans were just something they're, they're like a work of art they really were oh, i had a van yeah cool well yeah. this one is called super van and i want to okay. tell you uh now did you you didn't see this one nope nope okay nope 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 well it's about a kid who i say kid you know teenager late late teenager he can drive and stuff but uh he decides to leave his dad's garage where he works like like not not at his house but like a mechanic garage where he works for his dad okay and his dad is completely against it but what the kid wants to do is travel cross-country to enter his van, which he sunk every penny into, okay, customizing it. He wants to enter it into a van contest called Van In. You know, like a lock-in or a call-in or a drive-in. It's called a Van In. And it's it kind of like... a Van Go. There you go. That That's... There you go. There you Van Go. Yeah, yes. that's a cool... That's a cool... Uh, yeah, Van Gogh. Thing you did right there. But, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> I want to say uh, it's kind of like the Woodstock of custom vans, okay? And the winner of the uh, contest is $5,000. So this boy really wants to win that $5,000. So uh, he probably put 5000 into his van. Oh, okay. yeah, probably, probably more than that. <laughs> but he desperately yeah. needs his money. But he wants to get out of his dad's garage and be his own person and hit the road and live in the van down by the river. Yeah. Live in a van down by the river or over <laughs> right. here to be down by the bayou or the swamp. Okay. But, uh, yeah. but along the way uh, he rescues this runaway girl from some bikers. Okay. That are, they're, they're like shoving her around and I guess they, they're going to rape her or something. But uh, yeah. in the, in the process, his van gets totally demolished. All right. Oh. So, but, 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 but he gets a new van from a friend of his that is a, it's a super like futuristic custom van that they call Vandora. They get, it's got its own name, Vandora. Okay. And it's got solar panels, laser guns, a disco ball and a big round bed in it. Okay. So he just met this girl. So, you know, he appreciates that bed. And what is this rating? Oh, I don't know. Probably PG or R. I don't oh, remember. okay. Um, okay, because it sounds like it's taking a turn into the... The uh, Twilight Zone, yeah. The MA-17. <laughs> the Buku Zone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, this uh, there's this filthy rich guy that sees the van, and he wants it for himself, and he orders his thugs to get that van. And uh, he's kind of like a boss hog type guy, you know, a crook. And... uh. Mm-hmm. The boy is on the run from bikers, this boss hog guy, his thugs. He's on the run from the police and just a lot of, a lot of other people. Uh, it's a road adventure movie uh, set in the groovy 70s, which wasn't set in it. It was actually, you know, it was filmed in it. But mm-hmm. so, so it's not like a movie they made now, but they tried to you know do a period piece. So it's actually filmed in the 70s. So everything is authentic. Authentic, yeah. Okay, uh, the van used in this movie was built by the famous car customizer uh, George Barris. I don't know if you heard of him, but he he built the uh, the Batmobile for the Adam West series in the '60s. He did the uh, Munster Coach, uh, Night Riders kit, 
he built the Beverly Hillbillies uh, jalopy they drove around in. Yeah. He, he did, like, back then, the, the Green Hornets car, just about anything you saw in the 60s through the 80s, he probably built He probably built yeah. it, yeah. Okay. But he, he's like a super famous guy. But, uh, yeah, cool movie. Got some great vans, especially when they go to that, that uh, contest. You're going to see a lot of sweet-looking vans. Yeah? Yeah. So check it out. Are you going to tell me who wins? Nope. Oh. <laughs> and, but this is one that... Uh, it? This is Well, I don't remember the names. You don't remember the name I of really the main don't. guy? No. Oh. I could picture him, but I, I, he's not really somebody Have I knew you, from other stuff. Is it out on DVD or is this one from memory from... It's from okay. memory, but I think mm -hmm. I looked it up and it was on DVD. But, but sadly, oh. even though it's such a masterpiece, it's not on yes. Blu-ray. Yeah. Okay, of course, but you can find it on. Uh, yeah, I saw it on. Uh, you have it? No, but I saw it listed. It's like on a double feature. You only budget. remember it from the seventies. Yeah. So you you just remember it. You don't have it. You don't own it. So your nah. take on it is from what you remember from back then. Okay. Yep. Okay. But but yeah. I'll probably get it someday and watch it again because uh, I yeah. like those seventies movies about vans. Yeah. There are so many of them. <laughs> there are actually, it's like a subculture uh, movie genre. Super vans? Yeah. Van, van movies. movies. Van yeah. movies? Yeah. Hmm. You hmm. ever heard of Van Wilder? <laughs> van Wilder? No, I told you Van Gogh. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Van Gogh. Um, yeah. Hmm. Um, hmm. Um, well, you know, it's weird because like, I. I <laughs> You know, you know, you and Billy Ray were talking about that Kolchak. Yeah. Um, Mary loves that show. She loves it. And she just said it was on last night on MeTV and she was watching it. Well, you know what? Yeah. I've come to realize how great of taste Mary has. Okay. She, yeah. she, she likes the Pop Ninja podcast. Right. She, she likes she, Beauty and the Beast. If it's, yes, if it's, a, if it's, um, I don't know. She, yeah, she does like, she's opened me up to all kinds of new um, yeah. movies. Like, like old movies. Like she's quite, told me about. quite a lady there. She remembers it all. And yeah, she was telling me, oh, I love that show. And I thought, now I really have to get it. Because if she says, if it's got the Mary stamp of approval, I've got to, I, and you and Billy Ray both like it. Oh, yeah. So, it's an because, excellent you know, series. Some of the stuff that you are on your own with, I, you know, I'm still I'm still on the fence about some of the things. You know, I, I remember <laughs> like af after that show was canceled, they would play it, you know, rerun it in syndication late, late at night. And I would stay up till like after midnight to watch them all again, you know, and well, it's Mary one of those last night. She watched yeah. it last night. Oh yeah. I'm talking about back then, you know, like in the eighties, oh, early eighties okay. or something, I would watch oh. in, in syndication, like, like after midnight, I'd stay up late and watch them. Oh, but, uh, I used to do that with Grizzly Adams. Yeah. Watch them at like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another yeah. good one. Yeah. Oh. So you got a, a movie? I got a you movie. Wanna, yes, I do. Tell um, us about? My movie is Poltergeist. The house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that. And the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. <laughs> you are so unlucky. With their three children. And something more. Hello. 
woke up and you said you're here. Uh-huh. Well, who did you mean? Who's here? TV people. Something's funny going on here next door. Something, uh... We were wondering if maybe you had experienced any disturbances lately. What kind of disturbances? which I picked it because um, it's a movie that I always watched in the summer on HBO um, all the time. Like, cause it was like a, I don't know, it was, I think it was only PG, but some of the stuff in it was um, pretty, the, uh, you know, effects were pretty gross, you know, so I'm not sure it could have been PG 13. I'm not totally sure, but it was on in the afternoons and um, on HBO. And there wasn't that many movies back then that, that I wasn't me and my brother were allowed to watch because most of the stuff was rated R, you know, then, you know, we weren't allowed to watch anything. Like, I'm talking like seventh, eighth grade, because this movie came out in 1982. And it's directed by, is it Toby Hooper? Is it yeah. T-O-B-E? Yeah, is that yeah that, that's the guy from all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, stuff. And... Yeah, or Tobe. Is yeah. it Tobe? I think it's, T-O-B-E. I don't know. I don't know if, if there's fans of his out there. I'm sure there's thousands of them, horror fans. Maybe it's. T-O-B-E. So it's yeah. to be or not to be? That's the question. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's Tobe or That's Toby. That's how you spell it. <laughs> yeah. To be, Tobe, to Tobe Hooper or Toby Hooper? Toby, I don't know. Tobe Hooper. Don't know. And it was partially written by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. So Steven Spielberg did all the cool stuff back then. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I also like picked it because I've had some experience with my house with digging up that tombstone of the two-year-old little boy who died and he died on February 11th, 1847. And I could yeah. probably write a book about all the crazy stuff that happened here. Well, speaking of dead, dead little boys, uh, that to- Toby Hooper, he, he did Salem's lot also. He directed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No wonder he does such creepy stuff. Yeah. And I just finally watched that for the first time, I think a year or two ago with Mary. So um, that I watched it from beginning to end because I started it. Um, I started part of it, and I think my DVD was all goofed up, and then I had to um, finish it. it. Mary had a copy of it too, and then we watched it. But it's long; it's like a miniseries, kind of like a two-parter. Salem, Salem's Lot is so, but it's but it was better than I thought it was going to be. I was so scared about the the stuff, and the, and Poltergeist has some stuff in it that really creeped me out, like the the tree coming through the the window and the 
a clown, you know, under the bed. I mean, those kind of things were scary. And, you know, when we were, we were building an addition on our house, I, I, it hadn't rained like all summer. And then they started um, building it at the end of summer. And I kept saying, you know, you watch as soon as they dig that hole for that, the crawl space there, I said, it's going to rain and then all these tombstones will pop up and it'll just be like a poltergeist. And I was only kidding, <laughs> you know, but then a tombstone popped up in my yard. So I, you know, that's like what kind of happens in the movie, but you don't know what's going on at the beginning. Like it just starts out that it's just, um, you know, young couple that it stars um, Craig T. Nelson and Joe Beth Williams are the parents of these three kids. And, um, you know, it's, it's sad like too, because two of the three of the kids in real life are, died, you know, yeah. um, the girl that, that Dominic, the, um, Dominique Dunn, she's the daughter of the journalist Dominic Dunn. She was murdered by her boyfriend and strangled to death when she was 22. She played Dana, the oldest daughter in Poltergeist. And then Oliver Robbins, he plays Robbie. And then Heather O'Rourke plays Carol Ann. And she died at the age of 12. Oh, that, that was the little girl that like, yeah, the little looking at the girl. TV. Yeah. Where it they're here. They, yeah. They're here. Yeah. So you remember when the TV used to go off at night, like they played the Star Spangled Banner and, you know, TV went off and all you got was yeah. Um, static. Yeah. But it, 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 that's what it starts out as. And um, she gets caught into like some kind of other dimension of this, like a spirit world or of some sort. And her family has to contact these, these, these parapsychologists to come in and, um, you know, people, cause people don't believe it, you know, and they, and they end up bringing you know, sell the Rubenstein and come clean the house out, you know. Yeah. Which is, now um, that was the scariest part to me was her. <laughs> Zelda? Yeah. Zelda Rubenstein? Yeah. You know, she freaked me the out. Light. Yeah. That <laughs> lady freaks me out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but she pulls her out of that dimension, you know, and yeah. then when you think everything's going okay, it, it just, you find how that, you know, that the whole, development there the the you see he's the dad is a real estate um agent and he's like um they're developing you know that where he lives but other places like near there and they and he finds out through this boss that they had um they they did they he showed him a cemetery and he said that they're going to put you know a whole new um development there and he says well don't you think that's kind of you know you know like disrespectful or something to the people and they said no we'll move them here but they they did that with his but they just moved the headstones they never moved the bodies right so that's what it is now that was but, that guy that played on uh coach right what was his name uh craig t nelson mm-hmm. yeah craig t nelson yeah you've seen poltergeist right oh yeah okay um i'm like you have to have seen it it's all it's i have it taped i have it yeah you know, joe beth williams yeah yeah and um you know, there's some scenes in that in that in that movie that to, even to this day that I can't watch, which are the one the one of the scenes is where the guy's out in the kitchen going to get something to eat and that steak slides across the counter and then it like pops it open and like you know like maggots or something. Yeah. yeah, and then he has a chicken leg in his mouth. He spits it out on the floor and it's got maggots in it. And then he runs into the bathroom and he spits more of that stuff out and then he looks in the mirror and then his face starts getting those marks on it. And he starts picking at it and. Yeah. all the flesh off his face i to this day cannot watch that i cover my eyes every time mm. i cannot watch it and it, i mean it is kind of a it's kind of long you know there seems like a lot going on in that movie but um 
and like the whole I, and to me it, when a tree comes crashing through my window and grabs my kid and pulls them out you know um i'm out of there I'm yeah gone. you're not coming back to there. that house yeah Mm-mm. no but they even stayed there after they sucked their kid into the tv they kept staying there they, I, they thought they got rid of whatever it was but you know it is it's got a lot of really cool special effects in it you know for that time period for the early 80s I mean, that to me, like, was the best time, like, for Steven Spielberg, like, you know, the E.T. time, Poltergeist, you know, Gremlins, you know, e- you know, all that stuff, um, Indiana Jones, you know, all those, those really good movies he did were yeah. right in the early 80s. I've know? got, I got two favorite directors and kind of, kind of tied for first place. And it's Steven Spielberg and Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. What did he, you're going to be like, who? Yeah, <laughs> he directed all of those uh, Mexico movies, uh, El Mariachi, and you don't know who I'm talking about. Huh? He, he no. did Predators. He did Spy Kids. No, no, no. okay. He, no. He's the Predator. He's the based, first Predator with uh, oh, the with last, the, the one called Predators. Oh, Mm-mm. yeah, he, he's based out of Austin. Are you talking about like that guy that had the machete guy? That guy? He was in it, but you're you're talking about machete. I'm talking about one called. El Moriachi. Okay, but is that the guy though? Is that the guy that um, does no, those he, movies? He's oh, in it. Okay. You're talking oh. about Danny Trejo. Yeah, Trejo. Yeah, he's in mm-hmm. it. Oh, well, that's he's funny. Not, it's not about him. Oh, okay. Okay, but yeah, no, I don't know who he is. But no, but Robert Rodriguez is like a, a genius, and and he uh, he he wasn't a guy that like went to like film school and stuff. He he just did a. a he checked himself into a uh, one of these places that does experiments for drugs. You know, it, they'll pay yeah. like pay people to go test them. Yeah, like a pharmaceutical company. And he yeah. took all the money that they paid him and made a movie, and it was called El Moriachi. You and, mean he literally took drugs that they were they they yeah. actually used him like in a trial, like yeah. a trial for a drug, right? You know, yeah. Well, you know what? I didn't think you could do, get that much money. I thought it was like a couple hundred bucks they paid or something. No, he. I think he teamed up with another guy he met in there. And while they were in there, I mean, I don't know how long it took, but he wrote a script while he was in there. And he and this guy planned it out. And they, they took the money and they combined it. I think they had like, I don't know, six $7,000 or something between them. Mm. Go on, take the money and run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they made El Mariachi. And then Hollywood was so oh. impressed that he made that good of a movie with such a small budget that they mm-hmm. uh they started hiring him to make movies. Oh. But he I never went to ho- he never so. he never stayed in Hollywood and made them. He set up in Austin, Texas. He has a huge studio there, and that's where he films all of his movies, including that Predator. I have. You have? I kind yeah. of thought you might have. I met him in all, <laughs> yeah. Austin. Yeah, he has yeah. His, own, his own TV channel too, called the El Ray Network. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? Do you like him because you like his movies, or just because he's from Texas, or what? What is it? He I, I like his story. How, how he was an underdog with had little of anything and made a huge oh. movie and became a success. Oh, you like that? Okay. Yeah, he's got a nice book called Rebel Without a Crew. Oh. how he made the movie by himself, you know? Well, I think most people, like last night I was watching Jaws, you know, and that's Steven Spielberg. And, um, you know, I was looking at that again and I was thinking how, you know, 
um, well, they, you know, the, the, the shark itself, you know, was, you know, they had to do a lot to do Bruce. to make it, but that was the, the shark's name was Bruce. Yeah. That's what they called him. They nicknamed him. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, they, um, they nicknamed him after is, their lawyer. Oh, okay. Was he a, uh, uh, he was, a, was he a shark? I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you know, like if you see like uh, most of the movie is just them on the boat, you know, and you know, the, the things going under the barrels and stuff going underwater and all that. It's, it's like an illusion that there's a shark there. You don't really see a shark except for a little bit, you know, it's the music and it's the acting and like the, you know, the people that were in the movie, you know, did such a good job that you really thought there was a real shark, that that was a real shark. Oh, yeah. And they make it so believable. that It was awesome. I mean, yeah. Scary. Yeah, so there really wasn't a lot of and that money music, put into that. That yeah. music set the tone. It made, made I you... can't think that Jaws cost a lot, you know, yeah. to make. Well, you, you know, uh, Spielberg actually went back after he, the budget was over with and they said no more. He spent some of his own money and filmed some extra uh, scenes in a swimming pool. Yeah. To kind of, yeah, you, you know that scene where Brody, not Brody, what was the other, uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character. He uh, dives down to go look at that boat and that head floats out. Yeah, yeah. That was added later well, after you know focus yeah, You think of that, really, that couldn't cost much to do that. No, but it was in a, they filmed it in a swimming pool after, oh. the, after they spent all the budget and the studio yeah. wouldn't give them any more. Yeah, but really, I mean, I, I mean, if you look at that movie, there, there wasn't, uh, there couldn't have been a lot spent on it, really. I mean, just yeah. you know, the, the, yeah, it wasn't. It was awesome. Or anything. Yeah. That's my, that's my fourth favorite movie of all time. It's one of Jimmy's favorite movies. It's probably no, number one. He loves The Big Chill, and then he loves Jaws. So I, it's, it's one of the only movies that I, and he loves Grease for some reason. So I don't know. He he. Those are the movies that I know that he'll watch over and over. You know, and I mean, he he's not into watching movies like repetitively like we do. You know. Yeah. So he'll watch them. You know, like we watched you know Black Widow last night. And did you watch it yet? Yeah. You watched it too. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, we're not talking about that right now. Nah. Anyway. So we're t we're going we're moving out of the Steven Spielberg stuff, right? And moving yeah. to TV. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Poultry Guys, you, you really liked it, right? I did. I really yeah, liked it. I did, too. All mm -hmm. right. So, we're going to talk about the small screen now, the boob tube. Uh, I want to talk about a TV show from 1975 that I really liked, but it didn't last very long. Surprise. Huh. Surprise. It was called – no, that's not the name of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so – or I'm saying, are you surprised that it didn't last very long? No, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but it was no, one I'm of those surprised. one one hit wonder. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah, no. Yeah. If it was anything else, I would that would be the surprise. Okay. Well, yeah. this was called Three for the Road. You never heard of it? Nope. I, I don't I, I don't know. Like talk about it. I may have okay. heard of this. But well, isn't there a movie called Three for the Road Two? And it doesn't isn't the girl from um No, that was a sequel. Movie? Three for the Road Two. 
that was what? part that was a sequel three for the road was the original three for the road two was the sequel no i'm just messing with you Oh. You said, wasn't okay. there one called Three for the Road, too? Yeah, because isn't, isn't Three for the Road, isn't there a movie called Three for the Road and Carrie Green's in it and uh, Charlie Sheen's in it? Maybe. Oh, yes. But isn't wait, there? is that Three for the Road? That was like the it's MPs. The and they were escorting that girl that was the prisoner. Well, I never saw I never saw it, but I always wanted to because I like Carrie Green and I've never seen her in many things. Yeah, uh, I think I know, I know what you're yeah. talking about. I don't know if that was a title, but yeah, it did have three in the title. It might have been Three yeah. for the Road. Yeah, I'm thinking it is. Yeah, it's 1987, Three for the Road. Okay. Yes, yeah. it was a TV show. Or it yeah. was a movie. I remember yeah. it. I, I, yeah, and Alan Ruck's in it and Sally Kellerman. Yeah. I've never seen it. I'd like to see that. All when right. You, no, when you when you said that, I thought maybe they made a TV show based on that movie. No, it had nothing okay, to do with then, that movie. All right, then I don't know. I don't know anything. This, this TV show came out in 1975. And it, it, oh, it's, okay, it's sort of like. The movie. Yeah. It's sort of like the TV series Shazam and that there was an old guy and a boy in a Winnebago going across the country helping people. <laughs> kind of like Shazam. Okay. Except there is no <laughs> superhero. Okay. And there are two boys instead of one. Oh. All right. So it's just about oh. a dad and his two boys. And the dad is, uh, you know, Alex Rocco? Nope. Yeah, he, he he was older even back then, but he played the dad. And uh in, in the series, he was a widower. And uh I'd know him it, if I saw him. He decides to sell his home because his wife died, and he gets an RV, uh, like a Winnebago, okay, like like from Shazam. And uh he hits the road with his two boys and they travel cross country. Now he's a photographer and he does like uh takes pictures of nature and landmarks and stuff like that. He's a freelance photographer and a writer and then he sells his articles and his photos to like magazines, right? Oh my gosh, I believe Garrett and Vince yes. are so, in it. Yeah, so why are you stealing my thunder? Get off the internet. Oh. <laughs> so so yeah, the two boys are played by Vincent Van Patten. Oh, I who's Dick's son this. and yeah. Leif Garrett. Yeah, they were the two kids. Oh, I want to see this. So along their journey, they would cross paths with all sorts of people and get involved in their lives, you know, and, and, uh, they would always help, help people out. And then they'd hit the road again, kind of like, you know, the fugitive and the Hulk, except they weren't running from anybody. They were just on the road again for the dad's job. Okay. There's an episode called the fugitive. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, nobody was chasing. Yeah. Cool. It was just for fun. Like run, Joe run. Yeah, but but it was just the dad's job. He's he's traveling around taking photos, and they help people along the way. But only thirteen episodes were ever made, and yeah, then it was you know, canceled. When they we do, they do that, it says it, it was on from September fourteenth to November thirtieth in the same year. So the, that those episodes like were just ran for those two months, and that was that. Yep, every week, and then it ended. Yeah, that stinks. Yeah. That really? Do you you don't have it? Do you? No, but you can watch them on YouTube. I think I saw it a good while back that they had some episodes. Okay. Yeah, on I want YouTube. to look up the trailer for that. That <clears> sounds actually really good. That I love Vincent Van Patten. So, yeah, um, it was a good I would, show. I would, I would like it. I think I like, I'd like to see that. Yeah. And some of the people they would meet up with, like I remember an episode where they went hang gliding and you know they're 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 mountain climbing. There's a lot of adventure in it. I liked it. Oh, Alex Rucco, he was in The Entity, and he was in Facts of Life. He was um, Joe's dad in Facts of Life. Okay. 
Okay, um, he died just a few years ago. Yeah, um, he's good in the show. Oh, I did not. I didn't know he died, and I didn't. You know, yeah, I always liked him as an actor. I liked him in the Entity. Yeah, I remember him. You know, from back in that time period. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have to find that. I have to find that one. That sounds good to me. Okay. All right. So, um, do you want me to tell you mine? No. Okay. I want to tell you yours. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me mine. Yeah. Tell me my show. What is Happy it? birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um, happy days. Laverne and Squirrely. <laughs> Laverne and Squirrely. <laughs> yeah. You know. Happy days. Um, yeah, and you know what? I, I I that was one of the shows that I watched every Tuesday night, like religiously, like um, Happy Days, and then Laverne and Shirley, oh, and yeah. then Priest Company, and then I had to go to bed. <laughs> you know, yeah. so um, yeah, Tuesday nights was it. Me and Critter watched, you know, got a bowl full of uh, mint, mint chocolate chip ice cream and sat there and watched Happy Days. You know, and it was on ABC. Um, it was on uh, from 1974 to 1984. It was on actually 11 whole seasons. <laughs> One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. Play the glad, glad song. Join me, hon. We'll have some fun when the clock strikes one. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. We're going to rock, rock, rock till broad daylight. We're going to rock, going to rock around the clock tonight. It was created by Gary Marshall. Yeah, that's pretty and impressive for a series. Yeah, and it was, you know, a, you know, it was the '70s, but it was set set in the '50s through the '60s, you right. know. So, um, and it's about, you know, this family, and it's 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 the the parents are Tom Bosley and Marion Roth. That's the yeah, family. the Cunninghams. The Cunninghams, yeah. Yeah, Mr. C. Yeah, I had I knew some Cunninghams, you know, back in the day too. Did um, you call them Mr. And Mrs. C? Uh, no. Mm -hmm. Oh. No. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then Ron Howard was their son, and then you know, Joni it was Richie, and Joni was the daughter, and that was Aaron Moran. And then, I mean, in the beginning, they had the older son, Chuck, that was on there, but he right. kind of disappeared. Yeah, I remember so Chuck. I'm not sure what they put him in there for, but um, yeah, and then Henry Winkler was the Fonz, you know, hey. yeah. And uh, I remember having a fun I love the Fonz, yeah. I did too. And it, yeah, I had t-shirts. I remember having a uh, those big pin back buttons with the Fonz on it. Oh, uh, where, where yeah. to school? Yeah. I had a t-shirt, a Fonzie t-shirt. I loved the Fonz. Yeah. Hey. I mean, I loved that show. That show was huge. I remember my mom's friends coming uh, trick-or-treats, and one was the Fonz, and one was Pinky Tuscadero. Oh, Pinky. For yeah. Halloween. Yeah, I remember her. in yeah. Leather Tuscadero. Yeah, her little sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were I, hot. I liked it. Yeah, I liked oh, yeah. them. Yeah, and um, yeah, I you know, um, the, a lot of people think that I think that they thought that it was uh, based on um, American Graffiti. Um, oh, really? Because yeah, it had because, because it had Richie in it, the the yeah, actor Ron Howard. But it was but it was actually I think it was um, wasn't it Love American Style that it was based on? Really? I think yeah, um, I think so. And um, you know, it, they I mean it was and then they had do you know how like all the different spinoffs that they had of Happy Days. You know yeah. what? You and I talked about this before, and I think this has to be the the record-setting series for spinoffs. Spin what right. you think? And he, yeah, and you know what? Until I, I mean, I don't even know how I found this out, but um, 
you know, like when I don't even know what I was like looking at that I found the, that show that um, that um, what did I what it, um, Blansky's beauties. beauties, yeah, yeah, and then the one about who's watching the kids, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that was they had almost the same exact cast in it because Scott Bayo was in there, and I don't right. know if he was cast as Chachi because I, I never saw either one of those series, and I don't think they lasted very long at all. But the the first one was had that Nancy Walker in it who was you know, Rosie, the quicker picker rapper, and those Blansky's beauties were that Karen Kay was in it that you had just posted about her, you know, right. from, um, you know, my tutor. And, um, and it was like a bunch of like, uh, you know, I don't know if they were like, um, you know, Las Vegas showgirls or, or beauty queens or what they were, but, um, that, that those, some of those same people were then in that who's watching the kids. Cause I just looked at the trailer for that. And so those were spinoffs actually from, um, Lansky's Beauties was a spinoff um, of Happy Days somehow. Um, Pat Morita that played Arnold was in it and he played Arnold on that. So I just don't know how they um, segued into that, you know? Yeah, and then I, I don't remember. Who's Watching the Kids had James Belushi in it. And I never heard of that. And maybe other people, maybe R- Billy Ray will know, you know, she, I was going to ask her, you know, if she ever heard of these, I was going to send her the um, trailers for them both because she knows, every, she knows all that stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. So, um, but, She's the retro TV guru. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be I'll I'll be interested if she listens to this if she, you know, hears me saying all this stuff. But um, you know, uh, I, I love like the whole cast. I love Potsy and Ralph and you know um, you know Joni and then jo- then there was Joni loves Chachi. You know that was a spinoff too. Jenny Piccolo. Jenny Piccolo. She was in the. They they redid like Happy Days later, and they had some new cast members. You always heard about Jenny Piccolo from Joni, when she, but you never saw her. Right. Then it, when they, when they were like down the road, um, she they they actually cast her. And it, Jenny and it had, Piccolo, actually, I, I like that name. Yeah, Piccolo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was like hotsy totsy, you know. Oh yeah. Joni advice on, on everything. Yeah, and Ted McGinley was um, in the later years of Happy Days too. So. Um, he was on the time during the Jenny Piccolo time, but they went from having the hangout was Arnold's and then it went to Al's. Wasn't it? Didn't Al, Al Del Vecchio come in there? Yep. Al Molinaro. Yeah. And, and I don't know what, I don't know why Arnold ever left. I don't know what, why Pat Morita left. Maybe he left to go film the karate kid, but I don't, I don't know, you know? Um, But yeah, it was on a long, long time. And uh, I remember, I remember they even, um, I think they had a baseball team that uh, they, I remember seeing, seeing it on TV where the, uh, the whole cast of Happy Days, um, you had a baseball team and they used to play baseball. Hmm. Um, and I don't know who they were playing against, um, if, but they, they did that for a while. And I don't know if they were playing against other TV shows, but I remember them, um, I remember seeing that because I just, I, you know, really like the Fonz, anything to do with the Fonz. And then to see him, you know, and to see Henry Winkler as a regular person and not be the Fonz, don't you think he was like so completely different in real life, like, you know, or in other things as an actor? Than yes, how definitely. He was as the Fonz, because he yeah. was so um, like almost shy and like he just didn't, he didn't seem like a Fonz, you know, you know what right. I mean? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like cool, Mr. Cool. You know, and the A. And the hey. and and, yeah, yeah. And, they, and that's where you got to sit on it and and right. uh, that was yeah potsy yeah sit on it yeah but even mrs c said sit on it yeah you know so yeah you know um, I, i'll tell you this uh, i like fonzie so much but 
I can remember putting money in a Coke machine, but not making a selection until somebody else walked up and then I would just hit it and say, Hey, <laughs> and it'd fall out. Yeah. I'll do that at the, uh, the jukebox at the, the burger place too. Did you? Yeah, I, I yeah. would set it up to where somebody walked by and then they kind of like double take, you know. You like hit the thing. Yeah, and then oh, I'd say, yeah. hey, you know. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was pretty cool. And I remember uh, wearing a black windbreaker around with it unbuttoned halfway, you know, with the white t shirt under it. I thought that was so cool. Uh -huh. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, well, you know, in the beginning, they, they didn't let him wear a leather jacket that he had to wear like a, um, like a, I don't know, holy moly, it's a, it's a thundering. You hear it? Yeah, I hear You hear something. the rumble, bumble? Yeah, yeah. I, thought it, I thought it was my stomach. I was ready to eat some no. nachos or something. <laughs> yeah, I had some taquitos for supper. Um, hey, wasn't yeah, no, the, uh, wasn't the Fonz banging Miss C in real life? Like, didn't they have something going on? No, there was a thing, there, ooh, I, there was a thing um, about that, like, no, there was almost like a thing on the show about them messing around the show. And then there was a scene where they, that he come in and I think it's on an outtake because there, you know, I, th I think there was like, um, like maybe towards the end or something, they did like these outtakes and they had, um, you know, they had Henry Winkler come in and he grabbed hold of Mrs. C and planted a big kiss on her. Did you see that? Mm. And it was like a joke, you know, and then, and, or maybe they were smooching in the, in the kitchen and miss and Mr. C walks in on them. It was like a, it's like a, a thing about like him having the hots for, you know, she called him, um, what's it, what, what was his name? Arthur, Arthur Fonzarelli. Arthur Fonzarelli. Yep. Yeah, she was the only one that was allowed to call him Arthur. Yeah. Now, now he had a lot of, uh, or I say a lot, just probably a couple of, uh, nephews. He had, you, you talked about Chotzi earlier, wasn't that his nephew? Yeah. And then he had Spike. You remember Spike? No. I no. don't remember him. But Chachi came and lived with him? Who were Chachi's parents? I don't even remember. Uh, I don't know if they even mentioned hey, him. Hey, would you snap your fingers and girls would come like, you know. I wish. In my yeah. mind's eye, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember he snapped his fingers and all the oh, yeah. came. They come. You know what? The one episode I remember the most is when he 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 uh, he told Joni that he would dance with her in some dance marathon. Do you remember that? That one. Oh yeah, yeah. And he he, he just stood there, like kind of. And they were about fall. They were about falling over, you know, at the end. Right. And then yeah. somebody said something to him, and he did that dance where he did kick his feet out. It, yeah, you know like that I mean? Russian style dance. Yeah, yeah. that uh, you know, with his arms crossed and his right. feet going. What like way, elf elf did in the mail room, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And I just remember that, and it was like, wow, look at him go. And he was like, and they won, and they won. It was like, get out of my way, like they burned them, you know. Oh. But uh, and then and then there was the whole jump the shark thing. Oh yeah, that's where that whole and... that whole phrase comes from. Jump jumps yeah. the shark. Yeah. If, if shark. anybody listening never knew where jump the shark comes from, there was actually an episode on Happy Days where Fonzie jumps over a was it like a swimming pool or something had a shark in it it was out in the ocean and it was like um it looks like it was like in a um like fenced off area you know oh that, I mean? that like was the skis like a, yeah i was thinking yeah, no, there was skis. another one where he jumps on a motorcycle he jumped something i can't remember what it was but barrels, yeah yeah he jumps the evil. jumps the shark on the skis he yeah. wrecks on the barrels but the, he does jump the shark right. <laughs> yeah and i don't know why he wanted to do that yeah he's on water skis and they and yeah. he goes up on a um, ramp and he jumps over the shark and, and uh, yeah, they kept showing the, um, 
you know, the film footage of the shark in the water. Right. You know, and it was like, <clears throat> like, oh, it was intense. I mean, that was, you know, that was like serious stuff. You really thought Fonzie might get ate by a shark, you know? Yeah. It was cool. It was a good show. I loved it. And then Laverne a lot of, lot, yeah, I was just going to say, it had a lot of crossovers with Laverne Yeah, and Laverne and Shirley and Mork and Mindy, too, were right. also. Yeah, like, Mork came right off Mindy, the show. It's just, yeah, so bizarre when they put him on Happy Days and he shows up. Right. You know, like an, I mean, that Alien. to me go, in, go with that. I mean, I don't know how they they brought that into Happy Days. Mork and Mindy on its own, they had, you know, is it's cool. You know what I mean? But Mork, yeah. Mork connected to happy days never kind of yeah um, i remember he made he died. like froze froze the fawns he just froze him like snapped his fingers yeah no he, he froze the fawns and uh fawns couldn't move he was like petrified oh i don't know if yeah. you ever did you ever see the episode i i think i did yeah, yeah. You know, Laverne and Shirley were, um, well, Laverne is Gary Marshall's sister, you right. know, that Penny Marshall. Yeah. And, and then um, they were supposed to be dates and Laverne was um, Fonzie's date and Shirley was Richie's date, you know, and then they made a spinoff of, of it. And then it was on after happy days. And yeah, I always thought Shirley was pretty cute. Too. Shirley Feeney. Yeah. 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 Her and Boo Boo Kitty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love Laverne and Shirley. I like Laverne because she had like the L on her uh, thing. And I, you know, I'm an L with Lisa and I thought I should go around sticking L's on all my clothes, but I never did that. You know, I didn't get into that as much as you did on the stuff, but I should have, I should have put an L on my shirt. Yeah. You, you know, know what? Uh, <laughs> Joni, it, it, what, what was her name? Erin Moran. So sad died. how she ended up. Yeah. Yeah. Like homeless. and. Yeah. She was like living yeah. in a rundown trailer and, and just, yeah. Yeah. A like lot dirt of people, poor. Like, one of the girls from Eight is Enough like ended up like that, and she's like li living in a trailer by herself, like with nobody. Or they hook up with people that you wonder why are they even around a person like that. Yeah. I mean, even like Farrah Fawcett like ended up with some guy that punched her and knocked her tooth out and and, yeah. and left her in an alleyway. And you think, why? How did she even connect? Like, how did she get um, around a person like that? You would think, right. They would, be at a higher quality of people. Yeah, she, like me, you know? she should have just come over to my house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who, Farrah Fawcett or Joni? Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> okay. She yeah. could have came over and signed my poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't understand that. I really don't. You know. I, so. I want to ask you a question. And be honest. Okay. Arnold or Al? Which one Would you I like, like better? better? Yeah, I like Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I just remember Al, like, what did he always do? He he, he always was like, like, um, kind of bummed about something. You know what I mean? He seemed like, yeah. like he was always like, oh, you know, he kind of had a, he didn't he have a kind of a thing too, like that he did. And it, it, but I don't remember what it was, but, um, he just would be like, yeah, 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 or so, something like that. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. he did. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I remember he had a twin brother too. What when he like a priest, <laughs> gangster priest or something? Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I don't, yeah, it was like a yeah. yeah. I don't. They're know. all gone. I'd yeah. like to watch the the whole series again. Happy Days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They had a lot of people on there. Linda Pearl was on there. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of different uh, people. You know, I think guest starred on there too. I don't think came on there different. Well, when um. When uh, but Pinky Tuscadero, Pinky Tuscadero, the the um Rod oh, yeah. Kelly that played her, 
she was oh, on a yeah. pizza court back in the day. Like she was got into trouble too and had some mm. I never saw her in anything actually. I think she was in the movie New Year's Evil and that's the only other thing I ever saw her in, but she got into some trouble too. Like mm. they they had very short-lived, you know, uh, careers. And Leather Tuscadero um Susie Quattro, she sang the song Stumbling In. Um, and I used to love that song in the 70s. She that's when she was big doing Happy Days. Yeah. Um, yeah, she sang that song. I love that song. So yeah. So anyway. I, I remember that first episode uh where, where Fonzie was like a you know in a gang, he was like mean and stuff. And uh you, you know what I'm talking about? You remember watching the first episode? Uh-uh. No, yeah, yeah. Fonzie was like in a street gang, like a motorcycle gang, and, and he was a mean, people, mean person, and he was going to fight. His canvas, was his, uh, what was this? You know, they didn't allow him to wear a leather jacket. But he was going to fight. I, oh, I thought he had on leather jacket and a leather hat. He looked like that dude. Uh, mm. But uh, well, there were, you know, there was another show that um, they said was a related show to this, and it was called Out of the Blue. Did you ever hear mm. of it? No. Yeah, these are all like either spin-offs or shows like connected to to it. Uh, um, you know, and uh, you know, besides Laverne and Shirley and that Lansky's Beauties, and there was one called Out of the Blue. I've never heard of it. Uh, yeah, but, but Fonzie was going to fight Richie and his friends. That, that gang was going to beat oh. them up. Yeah, and then, oh. so I forgot what happened, but but Fonzie ends up uh, saving them from the gang. It becomes yeah. a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you know the opening song is "Rock Around the Clock." Yeah. by Bill Haley in the comments. So I like that 50s diner stuff in the 50s setting in the, you know, because that's my mom when she was young, you know. And it, it, and I don't even know how, they, when they did that with Laverne and Shirley, they kind of like, um, when they, they, it was set in that time period too, but then when they kind of uh, progressed and they moved out to California, didn't they like kind of like move up into like the 70s, like real yeah, fast? Yeah, it seems like it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of weird. I was always confused on the time, the time, uh, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like uh, what the, what, what year was it <laughs> for real? Yeah. yeah. So, but, but yeah, it was a cool show. Yeah. Lots to talk about 11 years of stuff, you know, Yep, a whole lot. Yeah. Want to move on to the music? Yeah. Let's talk about that great American singer that everybody loves his music. Bruce Willis. Yeah. I know you've I'm heard like, of him. Yeah. Not as a singer. You know, what? just as just, just on moonlighting, didn't he sing on moonlighting? He did. I never, yeah. And didn't he have a band like later after, like when he was like after? Yeah, he, it seems like I remember something the, like that. Yeah. Die hard stuff. But no, I know him the actor. Bruce but Willis. in 1987, Bruce Willis, and yeah, we are talking about the actor from Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. Moonlight. He released an album by Motown called "The Return of Bruno." Hey, what's up? Hanging out down here with us Baby, is where I'll be under the boy. 
that bunch of r&b songs sung by bruce willis himself you know yeah and uh and some of the songs were like uh coming right up respect yourself down in hollywood young blood under the boardwalk which you know i kind of like that one secret agent man yeah yeah he, he, that was all on his album but uh but respect yourself his version actually made it to number five i think i saw US the charts. video for that remember yeah. Made it to number five, and and under the boardwalk made it to number two on the British charts. So, he actually uh had some pretty good songs. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't last. Yeah, he, he went back no. to acting like he should have stayed there, you know. But yeah, it's but like that, um, that's all I gotta say about uh, Bruno. Oh, <laughs> but to me, it's like uh, Eddie Murphy singing. Right, party all the time. Yeah, he sang one song, but he yeah. did went, you know, and he actually sang really good. And and when he would um do like uh in the stand-up and stuff and he would like imitate like michael jackson and stuff and he sang just like him yeah. and he thought why didn't he just be a singer you know but it just i don't know why it didn't like pick up for them as that but i mean good thing they had their day job <laughs> you know yeah yeah so um that's all you have to say about him as a singer that's yeah you, you want to sharp, sharpen your knife and talk about this next guy yes i do <laughs> yeah and i want to talk about brian adams and, 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 you know, I, I picked him because of the song, the summer 69, because now we're in the summer 21. And yeah. I was one year Makes old sense. in the summer of 69. In 1969, we were a year old. Yep, and sure were. That we would be 101 if we make it to the next summer of 69. I got my first real six string. Boy, at the five and done. Till my fingers bled Was the summer of 69 Me and some guys from school Had a band and we tried real hard Jimmy quit, Jody got married Should've known we'd never get far Oh, and I look back now The summer seemed to last forever And if I had the choice And you know what? He Brian Adams was born in 1959, so he was only 10 years old in the sum, in summer '69. When he got that first guitar. Uh. Yeah, when it when he first real six string. Yeah, he bought it at the five and dime. Five and dime. Yeah, he yeah. played it till his fingers bled. Was the summer '69? Yeah, um, yeah, and it actually came out in 1984. So go figure, you know, figure that one out. Yeah. Do the math. Okay? That, that's probably one of my favorite songs from him. Uh, Oh, I, I love I like, him. I saw him. Have you ever him. really loved a woman? I'm not asking you that. That's another song. No, I never loved a woman yeah. anymore. <laughs> you yeah. know, my mommy and Mary. Yeah. And, and all okay. for love. I I know we talked about this before. That all for love song. 
Yeah. Off the Three Musketeers soundtrack. Yeah, you who, who were the one. three guys that sang it? I know Sting. Um, Rod Stewart. Okay, Rod Stewart was a third. Yeah, Brian Adams, Sting. Rod Stewart, and Sting. And Brian Adams, yeah. Yeah, and I saw him in concert a few years ago. It was called the Bare Bones Tour. It was just him and one other guy. And see, he sang some songs then I forgot about, and one was um, Lonely Nights. I don't know if you ever heard it. Not sure. I love that song. Love, love, love Lonely Nights. And then um, I've always loved the song Hiding from Love, which I finally actually got it on a 45 record in my jukebox. It was really hard to find. Um, it, you know, it, there, there was a, a cover version of it by Lisa Hartman. And, and I looked everywhere to for it and I kept finding her, you know, like on YouTube and, you know, and I looked, you know, I looked everywhere for that song. I finally found it. It was actually, I think it was a promo record. Um, you know, I think that's the only way I found it, but I think I got it off eBay. But I love it. I love that song. And it's in, it's from the movie Class. It's on the Class oh, soundtrack. Okay. Uh, did you see Class? I did. Um, it's been a long when time. He get, when he goes into the bar and he sees that blonde woman, he puts his foot through the, through the, through the chair in that scene. Like when um, Andrew McCarthy goes out looking, he goes to the bar. I don't know. And, and that's where he meets, um, you know, uh, Jacqueline Bissette, Rob Lowe's mom. Yeah. But in the beginning, he like goes in there, he's trying to be all cool. And that song's playing and the, that girl's just sitting there watching him like, you know, fall all over himself, you know. But um, the song Heaven was like a big, big hit too. And, but I was never like crazy about it, but I, I cause I think they overplayed it. Um, but I think it was from that uh, that t- that movie, A Night in Heaven. Did you, did you ever see that movie? Mm, not sure about that. Yeah, um, yeah, and and then it, it, that movie had Christopher um, Atkins in it. It was a it was a. And I think uh, I'm trying to think who the woman was that was in it. There's um, yeah, it was kind of a. I, I watched it maybe 15 years ago. It was pretty. It was actually an okay movie. But um, there's another song I like. That he that Brian Adams did it had the word heaven in it and it's uh, thought I died and gone to heaven, you know it. Yeah. And then he did straight from the heart cuts like a knife. I need somebody run to you. You know those were all really good songs. And then I love him with Tina Turner. You know doing um, you know that's love or what is it um that's love. Yeah, something about yeah he was um he was in concert with her and sang that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like it, but he's um, a Canadian artist, uh, you know, singer, composer, record producer, photographer, philanthropist, you know, um, he- he's one of the richest people in Canada. I think he even owns like a, like some sports team up there too. Hmm. Did you know that? No. Oh, that's trivia. He sold cool. over a hundred million records worldwide, you know. It's a lot. Yeah. He, it's more, yeah. more than I've sold. Uh, me too. Yeah, and his, his one of his one of his albums that I the one I remember the most is Reckless. Do you remember that album? I do. It has um, Summer '69 on it and all those. I have that album. So, yeah, um, he joined his first band at age 15. So, that's what I know about Brian Adams. Very cool. Now what? <laughs> now what do you want to talk about? I know I what you want to talk about, but I don't about... know who they are. Yeah. yeah, I want to talk about some wrestling. Wrestlers. <laughs> wrestling. Wrestling. That's what we call okay. it down here in Louisiana. Wrestling. Wrestles. Okay. Wrestling. Yeah. I want to talk about the flying Von Eriks. And this was a professional wrestling family originally from Texas. 
And I used to watch them on Mid-South Wrestling, which was my favorite Saturday show when I was a little kid, like after cartoons and all that. Like later in the day, I would watch Mid-South Wrestling. Okay. But but these guys were from Texas. I remember the Flying Walendos. No, it's not not related. Okay. But the dad's name was... uh, was yeah. Fritz von Erich, okay? Uh-huh. And he portrayed, you know how wrestlers, they kind of portray characters, you know? It's not like how yeah. they really act. They, it's, it's all a show, you know? Like Hulk Hogan and Andre yeah. the Giant. And yeah, but he portrayed the Undertaker, a, a, yeah. a villain in wrestling. And uh, he would pretend he was a Nazi, a German Nazi, all right? Uh-huh. So he was always the villain that would come out and fight people. And... Uh, the actual family name was Atkinson, not Erickson, not uh, Von Erich. It was Atkinson, but uh, but he took on the name Von Erich because it sounded more German to him, you know. Ah. So, but anyway, he he died he at the age of sixty-eight. On, uh, Von Trapp. Yep, but he died at the age of sixty-eight. But before he died, five of his six sons had already died before him. From what? All kinds of things, but uh, one, one was like shocked. He, he was electrocuted. Steroids? No, how? One was electrocuted. Uh, another one drowned at the age of six. Horrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. One, one died of sickness, like when he was twenty-five. Uh, and three of his other sons committed suicide. Oh my God! How many kids did he have? Like uh, six, six, I think. Yeah, six, all six died. Five of them, five of the six died, five but uh, died before him. Yeah, but, yeah. Kev, Kevin Von Erich is the last surviving son. All the others are dead. And why did they all kill themselves? What, what all different them? reasons. Yeah, but uh, That's horrible. well, I'll talk about some of the kids here. Uh, Kevin Von Erich, he was known as the Golden Warrior, and uh, he was on WCCW, which was World Class Wrestling Championships. And, and he would go up against famous wrestlers like the fabulous Freebirds and uh, Ric Flair. You know who Ric Flair is, huh? I know who Ric Flair is. Yeah, yeah. with the Ric Flair woo. Woo, yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah he, he was known for wrestling barefoot. Not not Ric Flair, but but the <laughs> Kevin Von Erich, the Golden Warrior. He'd come out barefoot, and uh, he would use famous moves like the Iron I do. Re- I remember these. I do remember these guys. I do. Okay. I, I remember them. Mm-hmm. But he yeah. would do the iron claw and the body scissors. So he had a lot of moves, famous moves. And then David Von Erich, he, he was known as the Yellow Rose of Texas. And he was also a WCCW wrestler. And uh, he would often team up with his two brothers for tag team matches. And uh, some of those were against the uh, the fabulous Freebirds. I know you heard it, heard that name before. And then uh, no. Mike, Mike Von Erich, he wrestled part-time. He, he wasn't a full-time wrestler but uh but he took on the free birds and rick flair too uh he committed suicide by you know he he uh took a bunch of drugs to kill himself oh my god uh, yeah i i'm looking at them okay so kevin and uh um did he kill himself i i remember him that that's one of the ones i remember he kind of looks like kind of looks like lou ferrigno to me <laughs> you know i mean kind of Another one, uh, another one, boys. Chris Von Erich. He was the youngest. Uh, he wrestled, but he, he he never was successful like his brothers. He was kind of like the the lesser known, and he committed suicide. Yeah. He shot himself in the head. 
Oh. And then my favorite of all the brothers was Kerry Von Eric. That's the Carrie. one that I loved watching. And, and he was known uh, first as the modern day warriors, the name he went by, but, but then he was called the Texas tornado. And I love this guy. And uh, he was best known of all the, you know, the Von Eric family. And uh, he, he won the, uh, I think it was like the NWA. It was called the, the world heavyweight heavyweight title where he beat Ric Flair and took that title from him. Here's Ralph Pulley. This event is for the world heavyweight title. There are two stipulations of this title. First of all, there is no time limit. And also, if the champion should disqualify himself, he will automatically be forced to relinquish his title and give it to Kerry Von Erich. First of all, the heavyweight champion of the world from Minneapolis, weighing 235 pounds, Mr. Rick Flair. And his challenger from Denton, Texas, weighing 259 pounds, Mr. Kerry Von Erich. Your referee is David Manning. This is it. Make no mistake where you are. There are no seat belts on the chairs here at Texas Stadium, but we almost need them. The world has been waiting for this bout for months. Kerry Von Erich, as you see the world belt in front of you, Kerry Von Erich in probably the most beautiful ring jacket I've ever seen, which has the yellow rose on the back, says in memory of David Von Erich. He's here in honor of his brother, who no doubt would have been a world champion someday. Look at the looks on these two as David Manning tries to go over the rules. The intensity has never been higher. Flair with a parting word as he moves to his corner. There's the world belt held by David Manning. And here we go. No time limit. If Flair gets disqualified, he loses the belt. This is it. Here we go. But uh, sadly, he shot himself in the head also. Horrible. Yeah. And he planned to shoot himself months in advance, and he, he even uh, told someone he wanted to follow his brothers and kill himself. Do you think they were so close that they, they were just they didn't want to live without each other? I don't know, because Kerry said that his brothers were calling to him from the grave to join him. Yeah. So he planned. You know, they kind of have a little. You know, if you look at them, like they they look like they're kind of little on the like, you know, like like their eyes look a little, I don't know, cross-eyed in places, and you know, do you know what I mean? And it's like the one. Um, it's like you know, was there some kind of uh, some mental? I mean, their uh, bodies might be. They great, probably got slammed in the head so much from wrestling. Too much. That, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For real. But anyway, yeah, because of all this death and that associated with his family, they, they call it the uh, the the Von Erich curse. Like the family had a curse. Which on, one did yeah. you say is still alive? Uh, it was the uh, oh, I just said his name too. Um, Mike. No, 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 no. Uh, um, trying to think of his name now. Kevin Von Erich on being the last of the Von Erich brothers alive. Yeah, yeah, Kevin, 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 Kevin yeah. Von Erich, last one alive. Yeah. Wow. But uh, but I want to say this. I know how you handle that. When I was living in Dallas, I, uh, I worked part-time for this thing called the PCW. It was a professional championship wrestling. I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, but when I was working there, 
I stumbled across a lot of Von Erich uh, like merchandise in, in this closet. And there was like autographed posters, frame pictures. Uh, they had some of their wrestling belts, like the championship belts. They had uh, robes that said Von Erich on the back. All kind of stuff I found. And and uh, I asked the owner, like, what's all this? And he told me uh, he was putting together a Von Erich museum in Dallas. And, uh, and that was the stuff that he had collected throughout the years because that family was from – from that area but uh yeah. i thought that was pretty cool it is kind of cool i mean i don't know where you keep finding stuff on them <laughs> you know like for in a museum you said yeah yeah um they're so like do they have like i mean like their costumes and things like that and title their belts and stuff like that i mean did he have did you say this guy has some of their stuff yeah it was all in that closet at this wrestling place i worked at oh yeah yep um you know i'm looking at this and it's like uh i'm looking at a story about him and and and, and the one guy that the, the one that died first the one you said jack jr he died he was only six he died at the age of six yeah in 1959 right. in a household accident and was electrocuted yeah. so he never got to wrestle or grow up or no anything. no really yeah i mentioned he 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 was electrocuted uh yeah another one drowned in like a little puddle of water outside he fell in it and i don't know just drowned really? yeah oh. yeah i see the one that they say died in japan and and um and they 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 it it said it was widely believed he died from a drug overdose but they um didn't confirm it you know but, but carrie von eric that was my boy read about them that's really interesting i mean that's a, that's a i mean that's like the stuff like when we were talking about like the serial killers and stuff like that the, this kind of stuff that where people have these tragedies and these really like three pe three people killing themselves i mean that's just that's just where do you hear that you know i mean what what is what plagued them like what made them be so um you know sad you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if a lot of them took I mean, I drugs and stuff. Any, did, and had they had, they were, were they married? Did they have any children? Do you know? Yeah, anything yeah, about? yeah. There, there's actually uh, Von Erichs that still wrestle, and, and over the there's, there's, been, there's been like three, two or three more generations of Von Erichs that wrestle, really? but they ne they never achieved the success though as the as carrying them. Wow. Yeah. Um. I said they were like uh, like show offs, you know, that they like to uh, live dangerously. Oh yeah. So maybe they had some kind of screwball thing in their head with the, you know, like how people that are um, adrenaline junkies or something. Right. You know, and but I don't know why they wouldn't want to live, live though. I mean, I just that they would wanted to die if they had like all that going for them. I just don't understand it. You know, like why people. I, I think it's probably drugs, and you know, it made them depressed or something, and they ended up killing themselves. Maybe. Yeah. Um, it said Mike was into painkillers. All the brothers had painkillers prescribed by doctors. Oh, that's all those wrestlers. Uh, Carrie, was, yeah. Carrie was the only one who got into illegal drugs that weren't prescribed. You know, so um, and which is he the one that's still alive? No. Is that or Kevin? Kevin was the one. Kevin, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he 
Terry has two daughters, you know, but, um, you know, they, they just seem so, so sad, you know, yeah. it's terrible. Oh, well, I don't even know how to go from there to what I want to talk about. Well, yeah, let's change the subject and brighten no, the mood. Like, yeah, really? Oh, like that is, I didn't know, like, I, I have heard of them. You know, I do remember them now that I see their pictures of them. Um, but uh, yeah, but I, I don't know that I would have, I, you know, my, my whole thing was, I think my whole theme to this podcast was like, what do you did, what you did in the summer for fun, <laughs> you know, I and, watched uh, wrestling. <laughs> you watched wrestling and, and uh, this guy's all committed suicide. Yeah. Okay. But, um, you know, I was out when you were watching, you know, the wrestlers, I was out making clubhouses, and, you know, all over the place in the neighborhood, you know, so um, and, and I was just like wondering if like, you know, other, um, you know, people that like listen to our podcast, you know, they, they remember that from when, when they were kids, you know, did they, did they have a clubhouse, you know, right. did they like hang out with the neighborhood kids? Did, where, where's, where was their clubhouse? Like we, we would make one anywhere, like in the basement of our garage, in the basement of the neighbor's garage, we made tree cabins, we had cabins in the woods, you know, um, one summer we'd be up the creek. We made a swimming hole. We, we got a big crate that we used as our clubhouse. And we put it on this little island area on the creek and, and we'd have picnics up there. Um, we were always uh, packing a lunch to take to our clubhouse. We'd be there all day. Um, you know, we used to have that place. I don't know if I talked about this before where we played like Land of the Lost at on this top of the hill that we called Top Parles. And it was up on the, uh, where people played uh, baseball games. And, you know, we were always making cabins up there too. And uh, picking blueberries, like wild blueberries, meat and tea berries, and pre- pretending we were going to live there, like go live there forever. That was my thing. Like that was I was going to uh, go live in the woods, <laughs> you know, like the the boxcar children kind yeah. of thing, you know. And then we built the, you know, I I talked about like when we built that camper, you know, on the wagon with the pallets yeah. and the cardboard boxes, and we called it the Wonderbug. You know, we'd park that camper like like we, you know, Critter would uh, tie it to his bike, and we, you know, right. And then I'd sit in the back of it and he'd like ride up and down the alleyway and then we'd park it underneath um, the tree next to our uh, patio and, and camp out, you know, and I just, I loved doing that. And, I, and we always had these cabins, you know, and I remember sometimes we'd make little fires and I remember, you know, buying some Jiffy Pop popcorn and cooking, cooking popcorn over the fire. <laughs> we always burned it, but we, we ate it anyway. You know, it's like, that was like, that was fun. You know, I remember those uh... summers. Those honeycomb commercials, they, they always had the honeycomb hideouts. Yeah. Yeah. Thought, yeah. We used to drag, like, I don't even know where we get the stuff, like somebody's old sofa. We get some pieces of paneling and we, like, uh, I remember, like, we, I remember that we took the a fence and we used it as a wall, you know, and there was a tree next to it. And, like, we took, and we had, a, I had a picnic table, and I, a little picnic table, and I used it as, like, another wall. And then I put this, uh, you know, paneling across the top and made a roof. And then we put the, um, we, and then we made like a lean-to, like, you know, we were always making like, um, you know, uh, like cabins with like pine, pine branches and stuff. Yeah. And we'd like make like a, like, you know, almost like how, um, like the clinics would do that and, you know, outlaw Josie Wales with, the, you know, like made like the little lean-to, you know, and it's like, we'd, we'd hide in there. We'd go out there and, the, and it, it was raining outside. We'd go out in the snow. I remember me and Critter going out at night in the snow and watching the snow and and we would hide inside there in our uh, snowmobile suits to keep warm and we would just sit there and like look at the snow and just in our cabin you know it's like we we thought it was cool you know and 
we did that all summer long. It was like the best, you know. Did you did you do that kind of stuff, or can you? Yep. Do like a, a yeah, I met some uh, clubhouses with my friends, and uh, I remember I had a couple of friends that had tree houses. Yeah, and one of them even had a, a cable slide that went from his treehouse down to the ground that we would slide on. We had a treehouse and um, at my grandma's house. We had one. We climbed trees all the time, and then this tree that there was this apple tree, and it, and it, the way that it grew, it had a pole like that that looked like you know like you could slide down it, and that was like the the pole with the fire fire station, you know, and it's like we'd slide down that, and then there was like these um, branches that grew up, and that was the jail. You know, and if you were bad, you had to go to jail, you know, and it's like, and then we would, um, there was this pine tree that we climbed and we put like uh, boards on like all around, like in a circle and we'd sit up there in the tree. And then this one tree was kind of spongy, like it was kind of like rubbery. And I remember me and Critter hanging off the tree and we'd like bounce down to the ground and it would, it would kick off with our feet and then like jump up in the air like we were flying and we'd land on another branch. And we huh. did that until till the uh, till the uh, tree branch broke, huh. <laughs> you know. And, and my brother broke his arm, <laughs> you know. And it's like, yeah, he fell out and broke his arm, and and uh, he just kept crying and uh, telling my grandma he was sorry he broke the tree and with his with his bone sticking out of his arm, huh. you know. So, but I mean, we, you know, we I, that was like the the best the best time ever. Like was was when we had a cabin going on. If I, if Critter didn't wreck it, you know, he's he's big on doing that too. If I if I started a cabin or or like a clubhouse with uh, somebody else, he got jealous. And mm. you know, I remember we had one where we had a whole bunch of kids in the neighborhood, and we were going to pay dues. You know, you had to pay like ten cents a week or something like that. And then I don't know what we were going to do, save up money to get to get stuff for in our cabin. You know, like and we had to do uh, a book that had dues in it. We had a coffee can. You know, we put the money in. You know, it's like yeah, uh, uh, you know, it's just fun, fun stuff. Yeah, yep. we were going to. We do all that good so, times but, yeah so so what do you want to do you want to give something away we want to give something away let's give away a tree house with a cable slide <laughs> you remember the honey hill tree house uh honey hill bunch had a little yeah. tree house yeah I remember remember that. Those? yeah there was a i think his name was spunky or spunky was the one little kid that critter played and he had a little frog and, and, and we used to have they had little barrels and um, it was like little dolls and stuff, but um, it was a cool, it was a cool little, I loved that because I love anything to do with like making a cabin. I just thought it was, it was a fun, you know, that's what I should, I should be living in a cabin. Yeah. But um, yeah. So what did you say you want to give away? A what? A, what? a tree house. A tree house? Okay. Or, or Carrie, uh, Carrie Von Eric's belt. Yeah. 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 Can you get a hold of that? Yeah. yeah. I wish. Can you get it out of the closet? <laughs> yeah, dig it out of that closet. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, well, how about we give away um, Poltergeist? Okay. DVD. I'm sure it's out there. Well, yeah, right? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So send us the word they're here. That's two words. Well, the, these two words. Send yeah. they're here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I guess. And uh, send it to our um, Pop Ninja Facebook, Facebook page. page. Yep, private message. Private message. And maybe We're going to have a drawing, and yeah, you might win Poltergeist. Yeah. yeah, how about that? Sweet. Okay. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to us again. 
we appreciate it. Thanks for sticking with us and all of our tomfoolery, like I always say. But, uh, you know, go on Facebook. Tell us if you liked Arnold or what was the other guy? <laughs> Al. Uh, Arnold or Al DeVecchio. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or Arnold, uh, what's, what is Arnold's last name? Miyagi. First name? Arnold Miyagi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Tell us if you liked Al or Arnold better. Yeah. Yeah. His last but, uh, name could have been Arnold. His first name could have been Arnold Arnold. Arnold Arnold. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Double A. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, tell us if you had a cabin. In the woods. Yeah. Tell us about your, your honeycomb hideout that you built. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, thanks again for listening, and uh, we hope you join us next week for another all-new episode. And until then, as we sign off, I'm going to leave you with this final thought. Was a great sword maker, my father. When the six-fingered man appeared and requested a special sword, my father took the job. He slept a year before he was done. I've never seen its equal. Six-fingered man returned and demanded it. But at one-tenth his promised price. My father refused. Without a word, the six-fingered man slashed him through the heart. I love my father. So naturally, I challenged his murderer to a duel. I failed. Six-fingered man lived me alive. But he gave me this. How old were you? I was 11 years old. When I was strong enough, I dedicated my life to the study of fencing. So the next time we meet, I will not fail. I will go up to the six-fingered man and say, Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die.